0: Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. And you know, for around 10 years, I have been working with Dr. Mulder on the Wishing Machine Project at wishingmachineproject.com. He has built thousands of machines that have been shipped all over the world. He is the undisputed master of wishing machine craftsmanship. And though he generally shies away from publicity, He will be there in person to give you face-to-face, personal, hands-on guidance for the big Finding Your Magic 2 event, which is coming up here in Las Vegas, Nevada this May. Only 99 people total are allowed to attend, and let me tell you, those tickets are selling quickly. So if you want to be one of those lucky people to hang out with us, go to youwillmanifest.com youwillmanifest.com to get all the information and get your discounted ticket. But if you want a handmade custom wishing machine from Dr. Mulder, you need to go to the big main wishing machine site. That is wishingmachineproject.com. wishingmachineproject.com. What has he been up to? What has he learned after all these years? Dr. Mulder, welcome back to the program.
1: How are you doing, my friend? I am doing excellent and I am glad to be back on. It seemed uh well I guess the last time I was on was back in November of two thousand eighteen, maybe. I think it's before you did the uh Wishmasters movie where I drove through that blizzard uh all the way up there to uh to Wisconsin to meet you and uh Charles Casamano. And uh yep. so uh yeah, i I tell you it's uh well Things have really been interesting this year. I have to admit, uh, I've been building, you know, uh, toys for all the good little girls and boys across the world and uh, really enjoying myself there. Uh, I've met a lot of interesting people, uh, you know, in the last year, and uh, I have to say, life has been great. Uh, you know, I I think I found my calling when, it, when I uh, started building these uh, radionics machines, and uh, I'm planning on continuing doing this uh, as far, I guess, till I draw my uh, last breath of the way things are looking. So, uh, yeah, it's just uh, been fantastic and, uh, I've really, I've, I've gotten a lot of insights into reality, uh, concerning the Mandela effect. I think you and I have talked about this multiple times to the point where you start rolling your eyes back in your head saying, say, not again, not again, Dr. Mulder, why are we talking about this? But, uh, I, I gotta say, uh, Josh, uh, my, you know, my viewpoints on reality has completely changed in the last, uh, 365 days.
0: Well, I want to dig into that because I know that that is a big topic. But before we do that, I want to point out a couple of things. Um, I, of course, I got a wishing machine – and I started having amazing results. And so then I bought another wishing machine and another wishing machine and another wish. And now I have wishing machines all over the place, all working on different wishes, and we're seeing the same thing happen all over the world. Somebody will buy a machine and say, I hope this works and this wasn't a waste of of money or whatever. And then they Mm -hmm. turn around they buy their second. Then they buy their third. They buy their fourth. And so people are realizing that you can actually go out and, and change reality uh, in, in so many ways that you actually sometimes you make yourself too busy. That's sort of the position I'm in right now. I have all these TV mm-hmm. programs and radio invitations and live events. Mm-hmm. Like, things are going too well. I need to like tone the machines down a little bit. <laughs> and we get so many emails every single day from people talking about life-altering experiences. You know, I, I just got one a few months ago from a guy who said, I was so deeply in debt. Okay, he was – hundred. I think he was like 300 and some thousand dollars in debt. And he said, it right. seemed like, like an impossible obstacle for me to overcome. And so mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. he got a wishing machine. He set the thing. And lo and behold, he hit the lotto and made over uh, – by the time he was cleared with taxes, I think it was somewhere like over six hundred, six hundred and fifty thousand dollars 650000 which was more than enough yeah. mm-hmm.
1: for him to
0: clear up his debts and have money to you know, invest in his future. Now, and of course, we don't tell people that playing the lotto is always the best way. To, to succeed, but, I mean, you get so many of these emails just like I do. Give us some examples of some of the recent stuff that has come in from people who have had enormous success using the machines that you have built.
1: Well, it's, you know, speaking of the devil, um, today, as a matter of fact, I got a uh, email from one of our clients or one of our customers uh, out of New Jersey, and... Uh, you know, it's about uh, three short paragraphs long. Do you want me to go ahead and read this for you? I think it's very interesting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay.
1: Uh, okay. It says, uh, Dearest Dr. Mulder and Joshua, I received my wishing machine on January the 29th. I was so excited, nervous, and hesitant at the same time. I looked and found a specific box to store and uh to store and pretty much just keep it there. And I told myself that it, will call, that it will call me the moment I'm ready to use it. Earlier today, it called me to test it. I remembered that I bought a pick four numbered lotto days ago. So for my first wish, I wish for a confirmation of, a, of truth from the machine that, through, that though I have not yet looked at the results, I would like the numbers uh, I picked to reflect a truthful relationship from yesterday's date which was February the 3rd. Uh, and then it goes, uh, the most uh, available results of February 2nd, yada, yada, yada. All right, and so my intention is not winning. My wish is to confirm and reveal to me that you are truthful. So I know you are there and you are true. Show me by uh, relating the numbers I picked to the results of the last few days. Um, and then uh, they sent me a couple of pictures of this. I wish I could show this on the uh on the uh, podcast. But uh, anyway, they picked a couple of numbers and goes uh, below a copy of the tickets. And an hour ago, I went to the website, screenshot, and compared the results. And I'm, my wish was, has been confirmed. My heart is now ready to receive my ultimate wish and intentions. And I'm looking at this thing right now, Josh, and it matches up. This uh, person picked a, uh, pick four numbers, and there they are. I'm looking right at them. They took a screenshot of this thing it's right on the site. And I was thinking, oh, my. The, you know what are the odds? Seriously, what are the odds of something like this happening? And uh, so, yeah, statistically just, yeah.
0: speaking, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's kind of like the odds of when you found that uh, that gold ring over there off the sh- off the shore uh, down in Puerto Rico. I mean, you know, what are the odds? And I mean, I've gotten all kinds of emails. Like, uh, for example, one person was trying uh, was trying to uh, uh so or find a home for his horse. Uh, they were moving, they just didn't have a place to, to store the horse and, and they were trying to find, you know, a good family to, you know, who would adopt it. And um they used the machine and I think like in a matter of a month, month and a half, out of you know, out of nowhere they got like one reply after another wanting to uh come down and see that horse and uh they finally, you know, they finally got the uh the right uh people, the right family to take it. And uh, they lived happily ever after. And, and it's just little things like that. And most recently I was helping a, an elderly woman who uh, was trying to sell her home. And, uh, and, and I, I don't know what it is, but I always get people who are trying to sell their houses, and they, always, and for, they just seem to cross my path. And I said, let me, do, uh, let me ch- see what I can do here for you. So I took a picture of the house, and uh, I went ahead and put it on a machine for her, and I used, uh, so I think it was St. Joseph as a witness sample, along with the picture of the house, tuned it for a quick sell, and I think within two weeks she got an offer. And, uh, you know, it's just little things like that that seem to happen over and over and over again. You know, one
0: thing that I, I love so much about The Wishing Machine is that I'm fond of this quote by Charles Fort, that one can measure a circle beginning anywhere. And what we have found is that People who are really studying manifestation techniques have learned that you can take a wishing machine and use that as the base for anything else that you are used to working with. We have people who take their wands now and use their wands with wishing machines. We have people who print out sigils, which are freely available at Mm -hmm. JoshuaPWarren.com. They put the sigils and the patterns on the wishing machines. In your case, you're talking about using iconography like the St. Joseph. And it's it's almost like you you can consider the wishing machine to be the foundation to amplify anything else that you're already using or know about or comfortable with. And you were telling me, not surprisingly, that our good friend investigator Shelley Wright uh, she, of course, she sent you and me uh, some of her money potion. And that Correct. money potion, by the way, sold out. She, she only made a small batch, and it's completely sold out. And so I went to her and I said, can you make some more? And she made a few. I don't even know if we have it in stock. That's how popular this money potion has been. You've been putting the money potion on the wishing machines as well, haven't you?
1: Uh, yes, I have. I mean, for example, uh, not only have I been using it – uh, on a machine I set aside you know spe- you know specifically for money income, that kind of a thing but like uh for example I'll build uh just basically a bare bone uh, lot of machines like maybe ten five or ten machines and you know, they haven't been completed by any, you know, by any means uh, of the, uh, you know, or what have you. They just haven't, they're just bare bones. Just all the essential guts have been installed into the machines. And what I will do is I will put a drop of that money potion on the input plate of, the, uh, of every one of these uh, devices, and I'll just set it aside, and within five to seven days, they're all sold. I mean, it's yeah, the and damnedest and- thing I've ever seen.
0: If you, you can just go and, and again, I haven't looked at the inventory. That we may have a, a few of her money potions left at JoshuaPWarren.com dot in the Curiosity Shop. That if you just go and look at the page, you'll see people doing, I mean, getting real testimonials on their cell phones that they've sent in, and I mean, it's just it's mm-hmm. amazing. And so, okay, when you have something like this, again, a wishing machine that is being uh, it's, it's it's controversial. It's weird. I mean, a, when you're presenting this and you're trying to explain to people what it is and maybe how it works, you have some people out there who are very creative and and sort of right-brained, and they they listen to the testimonials and they say, "Look, it's a mystery. We don't understand everything, but I want to try mm-hmm. it out." Then you have people out there who are your more left-brained, more engineer, you know, scientific types who are trying to rationalize some model of the universe that might explain how and why these things work. And you and I have been studying this for, you know, again, almost 10 years because that's why we created the Wishing Machine Project was not just to make these available but to make them easily available and affordable and then keep track of people and their results and try to figure out what is happening here. So that said, um, you know, in in the movie that we did, which is called Wishmasters, which you can watch for free on YouTube or I think you go to wishmastersmovie.com, you talk a little bit about the double slit experiment and quantum physics, and how that consciousness may manipulate things. But you have gone even beyond that now, as you mentioned, digging into stuff like the Mandela effect and the fluidity of reality. So after so much experience, where are you right now, and, and how do you rationalize how all of this fits into a model that, say, a, a more uh, traditional engineering, you know, skeptical-type figure might appreciate?
1: Well, as I said before, I think on our last interview yes i i was it really troubled me too I'm one of those left brain thinkers by the way, and uh it troubled me I was trying to rationalize how in the heck does this stuff work and uh i matter of fact, I set a machine for that very you know asking that very same question to give me the knowledge as to why these machines work, and within two weeks uh a, there it was, uh, the double slit experiment, and it was based on, uh, you know, the uh, power of observation. When something is not observed or measured, it behaves like energy. But when it is, uh, obs- or excuse me, when it is observed and measured, it starts to behave like matter. But unobserved, it behaves like energy. So I'm thinking, okay, there it is. Uh, These things are basically observers. They're an extension of of your consciousness. When you tune this thing in, it's an extension of your consciousness working 24-7 to manipulate your reality. And I've got to say, uh, Josh, I mean, I've gone through this stuff a million times, and that's the only explanation I can come up with. Uh, And uh, it really proves to me that the power of thought, uh, the power of intent and what it will do for a person's uh reality, and also I've come to the conclusion that there are multiple realities uh your reality is not the same as mine, it's not the same as the listeners of the show. I mean we all have our own perspective as to what reality is and what the world is and uh and i I got to say that uh it really does prove to me, especially this Mandela thing, I have seen stuff going on throughout the year when i finally it finally came to my uh, attention and I, it, it really drew a lot of uh, uh, a lot of curiosity on my part, uh, trying to figure out, well, what the heck is Mandela Effect? And I started noticing little things, like the way I remember things, uh, they're entirely different uh, now. I mean, it's not the, the the world I live in now. It's not the same world I grew up in, and that gave, and that just kind of reinforced to me, reality is is not solid. It's not based in stone. It, it constantly changes. History has changed uh, the way I remember it. Uh, you know, people that I've known for years have changed. They're not the same people I, that I that I grew up with, and uh I, just little things like this. And I'm thinking, okay, am I going crazy here? Is this just a is this just me? And I talk to other people, and and they all uh, have engineering backgrounds. Uh, one of them is a, a psychologist, is a good friend of mine. And uh, he and I have discussed this thing, this uh, very subject, and he sees it the way I do. And I asked him, said, hey, Doc, am I, am I insane here? I mean, am I seeing this correctly? And uh, he's looking at it the same way I am because he's, he's noticing the same type of effects in his own personal life. And so, uh, it's, so what that proves to me, reality does change. And what, what I think these machines are are a hack into your reality where you're able to tweak it in order to do certain things that you want to accomplish in your life. And uh, I think that's, in the long and the short of it, I think that is exactly what's going on. Maybe I'm wrong, but it sure does seem like it to me.
0: It is awfully weird that people have a tendency to think of themselves as pawns and, and somehow, you know, outside of or, or external to the universe instead of being a a, a very powerful immersed, entwined participant in the entire experience. And I mean, anybody who has had significant events in their life, whether good or bad, can look back and say, well, you know what, I, I thought a certain way and I made certain decisions which which contributed to this outcome. And mm-hmm. therefore, it seems like that, you know, these machines, they they definitely help you avoid a lot of the distractions and the brainwashing that go on out there and and mm-hmm. allow people to – to stick with well to ha- well more like to have a machine to have a tool to stick with what it, what their intention is, and yet you know there 's something funny that we do have to address once in a while uh, this may when I do the finding your Magic Two event here in Las Vegas, and we'll, in a mm-hmm. later we 're going to talk a little bit about what you 'll be doing for people when you were there i 'm going to do a, a special new fresh program. Uh, And it's about organ and bioenergy. And a part of that deals with cloud busting and weather manipulation. And I've always been a little bit hesitant to talk about it because I have been using uh, effective organ cloud busting techniques for, oh gosh, 25 years or something like that. And every single time I've been able to control the weather. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I've I've got the technique like so down pat that I worry about Telling others how to do it, because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, geez, if everybody out there is manipulating the weather according to his or her own schedule or agenda, well, that can create chaos. So let's let's apply. Let's 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 ask ourselves this question: Uh, If all these people out there have wishing machines, is, is it possible for there to come a point where we have too many people with wishing machines? And they're all you know getting their wishes or trying to get their wishes, and we create some kind of chaos like how, how what are you <clears> feeling about how that balance works in in the, in the big picture
1: uh well, it would definitely be interesting for sure uh you know seeing for example seeing a a snowstorm in the middle of July I mean you know God only knows what would happen if you had all these people. You know, going after different things, but uh, I think you even wrote a, a short story as an example a long time ago. When I think it was the Virtual Wishing Machine that that you uh, were providing to the public. Uh, heck, this had to have been like twelve, fifteen years ago. And uh, I think the story you you were talking about, uh, you know, a guy breaks his leg and they say, oh, you, well, such bad luck. But in reality it was good luck because the following day, uh, you know, they had a, a uh, an army was coming by there and was trying to re- uh, draft people into the army to fight a battle. And because the guy had a broken leg, they just let him alone and he didn't have to fight. So, yeah, it was bad luck that day, but the following day it was good luck that he had a broken leg. And so, uh But, uh, yeah, I have also experimented with weather uh, manipulation using these machines. I think I told you before, and I've even mentioned this to to other people, um, where I took, uh, I built an orgone generator. I think you and I had a discussion, and you kind of gave me some uh, basic details on how to build uh, a homemade orgone generator. So I built one. I had an output jack for the thing, and I plugged it directly into the input of a uh, radionics device, a radionics machine. And used a, uh, I think it was a satellite picture of a particular target that I wanted to try to see if I could affect the weather, and so I plug, and once I plugged in the machine, put the uh, target on the input plate, the copper plate of the machine, uh, tuned it for uh, there to be a rainstorm in this particular location. After tuning it, I took the, uh, the the satellite picture and put it on the output plate of that machine, and within two weeks uh, they experienced a. Uh, a brainstorm, uh, I think it was like six inches in downtown of a major city out in the middle of the desert uh, on the other side of the world, and uh, I mean this was one of my clients I did this for because uh, they thought that this uh, uh, the radiance was a bunch of you know woo, you know just a bunch of BS and it wasn't working for them and I wanted to prove to them. Yes, this stuff is for real. And uh, they even called me on the phone and said, this is not funny. And they were me uh, pictures of their parking lot, and there's like six inches of rain. And the day before, it was nothing but a desert, I mean, absolute desert. And because uh, the uh, city was not set up uh, to handle any kind of uh, you know rainfall or what have you, and there were like f- massive floods, and you could see pictures of, or piles of Lamborghinis at the end of a road from the floodwaters. I mean, it was it was a little humorous, but yet it kind of made me think, oh, uh, maybe I overdid it so i don't know but (laughs) but uh uh but what i was thinking about doing as an experiment is to show people and what they do with this knowledge is entirely their business but maybe show people how to use an orgone generator uh in uh conjunction with a radionics machine uh at the uh this year i don't know if we should do this or not but i'm seriously considering it
0: well you know what and um (laughs) <laughs> I had to think a, a minute before I, I brought this up, and so I don't want to name any names or be too specific, but you will know very quickly what I'm talking about. We did uh, – and you don't do very many uh, public appearances, as I mentioned. You 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 preserve your privacy, and that's why you use Correct. the name Dr. Mulder, even though you're, you're, you are actually are a doctor. But anyway, um,
1: so yeah, – yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, I am. And, and,
0: <laughs> yeah. um, and so, therefore – Um, I was thinking to myself, you know, there was this time when you and I, we came out to do a workshop together and there was Mm -hmm. a guy who came up afterward and said, I want to know if I can use my wishing machine to raise the price of gasoline and petroleum products because I own stock in, in gas. And Mm -hmm. I thought to myself, well, I mean, I don't see any reason that you couldn't do that, but I don't want to pay any more for gas. Uh, and so, and so
1: yeah, so exactly. We'll,
0: maybe if we're going to do that, I should go out and buy some gas stock and then tell the guy how to do you know, it. Like, but you, you do end up in these unexpected situations where you sometimes wonder, I mean, uh, about it, giving something this powerful. To, to a person. And, and that's one reason, like, we, you, you and I have done more than I think anybody in history to give out a lot of great, free, easily accessible education all about this. I mean, if you go to wishingmachineproject.com, you don't have to spend a penny. I even took the entire Wishing Machine workshop movie that I used to charge people for, and I have put it out there for free for the time being. You can mm-hmm. watch it. It's two and a half hours. And so we allow people that, that freedom of information. But at the same time, I think if you're going to come to one of our events where we're really going to spend time talking to you on a personal basis, you know, we like to do everything we can to be selective about about who gets to come and, so, um, and, and, and who we spend our time with. And that's one of the reasons it doesn't cost $5, you know, to come to an event. You know, you, you have to put out some money and show you're serious. Mm-hmm. And so right. when people... Travel here to Vegas because when we did Finding Your Magic in 2018, people flew in from all over the world, had a wonderful time, big crowd, big party, friendships made. And, and I, I was talking the other day about some of the events that uh, that I produced, and you have seen some of the friendships that have lasted uh, for, I mean, that have been like life-changing experiences people have had. Mm-hmm. And we had a great time in 2018. In 2019, in May, we're just you know about four months away. Um, end of May. When when all these people come out here, and they whether or not they are experienced or they're newcomers, um, what are they going to be able to do when you sit down with them? I mean, what's your approach to how to how to handle that personal touch? Uh,
1: well, the last time we did this uh, back in 2018, uh, honestly, I was thinking, how the heck? Because I only had like 10 minutes to explain what I was doing because uh, we were rotating tables at the time. Uh, I think what I'm going to, the first thing I try to show them is how to produce a stick on a uh, machine. Okay. And, uh, and the, the steps I go through, and I think this might be beneficial to some of the people who are uh, buying machines or have already owned one or having a little bit of trouble with them on this particular aspect of it. I, I basically go through the uh, steps that I use. Uh, to show them how to get a stick on a machine. And basically, a stick is a form of dousing. And what happens is uh, the uh, output plate, and uh, you'll have to see one of these machines to really understand what I'm talking about, uh, but um, the output plate is where you rub your fingers across it, and as you turn a dial on the machine, when you get to the right position, your finger will start to stick. I mean, it'll feel like it'll just, it'll just start to grab onto the plate. It's kind of hard to explain, but it's it's once you get it, you know what it is, and usually what I tell them to do is put something personal on the input plate and take a rate for themselves, because so that's the easiest thing in the world they can do. Is to find the, uh, is to tune the machine just for themselves, not for any particular operation or anything, just just to just for themselves. And uh, I was very surprised at the success rate that I was able to get uh, with people actually being able to do this. I mean, they take like a driver's license or. Or their signature on a piece of paper and just lay it on the uh on the uh, input plate of the copper plate of the machine and turn the dials and yes, they would get a stick and uh I think there's only like maybe one or two people out of well, i guess what is it thirty or forty that had some kind of difficulty, but uh all in all that's the first thing I go through, and then the second thing is I kind of you know i i uh, you know, uh, rotate the machine around the table, let everybody, you know, uh, use it themselves, and uh, just kind of get, you know, get the feel of the thing, of what it takes to make this thing, you know, to tune it and, and to operate it. And once they do that, then we kind of go through some of the procedures of what they might ne- use the machine for. And our customers, I would say it, the 80-20 rule really comes into no effect here, because 80% of our customers is always financial-related stuff. I, I kid you not, Chuck, or not Chuck. Uh, that's a, uh, I'm talking about the other guy, uh, Charles Casamano that I talked to. Uh, Josh, I, I tell you, it's uh, every time, 80% of these people, it, it's always financial. And what I do is I try to go through the, all of the, uh, all of the uh, procedures of setting up a machine for finances. And it's usually uh, if they're trying to eliminate a credit card debt, get a copy of their bill. Put that on the input plate. Uh, get something that represents money, like, say, a, a dollar bill or something like that, and put that on the input plate also. And then uh, then tune the machine for uh, eliminating that debt. Don't wish for a certain amount of money. Just wish for the action of eliminating that debt. Tune the machine for eliminating the debt. Once they do that, then uh, just take the uh, copy of the bills and put that on the output plate, on the copper plate, and uh, let the machine do its business. And usually, it, it within a couple of weeks, they'll start seeing uh, results on that.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you pointed those those issues out. What, what else?
1: Um, yeah, that's just, uh, and that's one of the things I try to do there. And then also, I answer any questions that they may have about it, the operation and that kind of thing. Uh, but uh, other than that, it's just. Uh, it's just a, really a, a. I try to keep it as simple as possible because you know, uh, uh, you know, I try to give a brief history of the machines, you know, why they work, why I think they work, and you know, lucky for me, you did half my job in the presentation, you know, you know the opening presentation of the, uh, of, uh, of the seminar from the other year, uh, of the pres, you know, when you got up there and you started explaining the double slit experiment and how things work and the power of intent. Uh, you know, throwing it into the universe, and you did a lot of my work for me. Thank you very much, because it was hard enough to sit in there trying to, you know, trying to, uh, you know, present this thing, uh, this, you know, the ideas of what I was trying to do here or how to operate a machine. I had to do that, I think it was like 10 times, uh, likely about two and a half, three hours that, you know, during that event. And uh, so, it, you know, I appreciate the fact you were able to play my wingman on that particular uh, part of the or that particular aspect of it. But uh, other than that, Josh, I mean, it was just absolutely, uh, uh, you know, I, the response I got from people was really fantastic. Uh, they were, you know, uh, they they appreciate the fact I was, you know, I was able to get there and answer their questions, give them some insights as to why this technology works, and to actually have a hands-on, uh, you know, uh, experiments in using the machines themselves. And um, I think that was really probably the highlights of what I was able to bring to the table uh, for the uh, people that came to the event.
0: Well, I'm glad that uh, that was helpful because there were so many different angles we were hitting. Uh, And and so many angles that we're going to hit when Mm -hmm. it comes to this upcoming event. In fact, in my book here, Finding Your Magic, I was just looking at this one passage. It says, if you ever doubt the power of magic, just look outside at the buildings, trees, hills, mountains, oceans, planets, and stars. Nothing is truly man-made. Humans only take the resources that we have here and rearrange them. We struggle to understand how those resources were originally created because we must accept that an invisible power produced and holds all those things together, and that invisible power is magic. So we're not talking about witchcraft here or communing with some kind of spirit or anything like that. We're talking about the magic that binds reality together that humans have access to that they can change and shape. And there, there, there are different approaches, but the great thing about the wishing machine is that, like I say, it's a wonderful way of tying any approach or any approaches together. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people, as we've seen, they, this is so odd to them when they first learn about this. Um, When they get a wishing machine, they are very self-conscious about the stick, because am I right. you know, like, doing this right? You know, like they've never done anything like that before, and so uh, we have to reassure people it's not as hard as you may think it is, and and mm-hmm. and, and so we give them all kinds of different things to, to reference points and examples for them to use and keep in mind to help them with the stick. But then, hey. You don't have to use a stick. There are other things that you can do if you just don't like the stick process. And we go through all those as well. And so, you know, that's one of the mm-hmm. great things. Everybody's unique. And so we're able to address everybody's sort of, you know, different preferences in terms of what organically and intuitively works best for that person. So, sure. um, so okay, well, let me ask you this. Um, if And I know that, you know, it's, it's funny because you and I have talked about wishing machines and radionics and psionics so much we put so mm-hmm. much out there like i say once again the movie wish masters it's pretty short i think it's like 16 minutes you can watch it for free on on youtube um if you were to talk to somebody right now who th- th- let's say this is the first time they've ever decided to listen to this podcast and they're like "Wishing mm-hmm. machine? what the hell is that um Take all that you've learned as a, as a master wishing machine, sorcerer, craftsman, engineer, and, uh, and tell that person in the, the simplest ways um, what a wishing machine is and why they are important.
1: Oh, okay. I, I, we may have touched on this earlier, but I'll uh, try to see if I can uh, put this in a different way. Basically, a wishing machine is a tool – that you are able to uh, use your intent and your consciousness, tune a machine, this particular machine, tune it in order to control your reality or to tweak or hack into your reality to make things happen that normally would not happen. And I think that's a a simple enough way of putting it. Uh, But uh, yeah, you know, really, I gotta say a little side note here the the thing I've noticed the side effect of uh, these machines that you know I've talked to a lot of our customers you know a uh, matter of fact, I've talked to them on the telephone when they were having a problem with these things or whatever, just to try to you know walk them through it or if they had some questions that just couldn't be answered through an email and the side effect I've noticed, Josh with all these people is they gain a sense. Of empowerment they, they gain a sense of control of their lives and I you know I always kid around you know uh, you know I, I was told I had like a little bit of a cult following which I I don't know I don't think that's true but I was told that I did and I said I don't want to be a cult leader the last thing in the world is that I want to be as a damn cult leader I want people to be their own cult leaders to you know to control their own lives and to you know empower themselves and but again that that's just a side effect of the use of these machines because all it is is a tool. It's nothing more than a tool. Uh, I've seen sorcerers who can do you know all they have to do is think about something and they can make things happen. But they're well trained. They've been doing this for decades you know, multiple decades, and they're just, you know, second nature to them, and they don't need these tools uh, like uh, some people do. I mean, I know people who are involved in magic who need uh, magic wands. Uh, They need something that that they they can use to direct their intent into their reality. Uh, But for me, it's just a simple tool uh, that I use on a daily basis. I mean, I'm surrounded by machines right now. I I swear there must be like 100 machines around me, uh, Josh, as I'm talking to you and uh and i use these things for individual uh, purposes and and i've noticed that my life like yours is so active and you know and things happen on a daily basis uh that i just never would have thought would would take place in a million years uh, you know uh but uh yeah i, I know it's a long answer but or a long way of putting this but Really, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is a tool to you to project your intent into your reality and to tweak your reality. And I think uh, that's probably the simplest, uh, most direct way of saying it.
0: You know, I the first time I remember actually reading something authoritative about psionics, radionics, wishing machines was when I was a teenager and I read one of the books by Charles Cosimano. Some people know mm-hmm. him as Uncle Chucky, and uh, right. in fact, he, of course, is in the movie Wishmasters. And earlier, when you accidentally called me Chuck, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, do,
1: <Yeah. laughs> I
0: I do this podcast where I'm always talking about – Different things, I mean, you never know where I'm going to go. It's not even necessarily paranormal all the time, but you do a podcast with Charles Cosimano with Uncle Chucky, that is exclusively about radionics and psionics and psychotronics. Is that right?
1: That is correct, and I, I got and again, I apologize once more uh, there, Josh, for just saying that, but I, you know I, I deal with Chuck probably twice a week, and I have to say that's probably two times too many. Uh, so uh, he is, he, you know, he is he is living proof that I can work with anybody. Uh, so, but uh, but no, all, all in all, uh, Chuck is a is a good friend of mine, and he's a good friend of yours. And uh, you know, and uh, like I said, the things that that he has taught me uh, when it came to radionics, uh you really can't put it in a book. And uh, so, uh, and I, I think it's because of Charles Casamano. That's pretty much the common denominator denominator between you and I, because it's because of his book, like you said, that got you interested in radionics. And I think when this all started, when I built my first machine, it, and, and seriously, it was a snowy night in the Carolinas. You were doing a webinar. Uh, I think it lasted about an hour and a half. And the, one of the last things you were talking about as a resource uh, material was, uh, was Charles Casimano's book, Elementary Psionics. Well, as soon as that re- webinar was over, with I got on the internet and I looked for that book, and I found out that he was giving these books away for free. They're PDF files that you could download, and uh, I downloaded that uh, book. I read it, and within 24 hours after your seminar, I had a working uh, uh, radionics device. And after that, it was you know it, it, it was uh, you know the rest is history, and so. Um, but, yeah, it was just one of those things where uh you know i've I've deal with Chuck on a weekly basis, and I don't know how many different ways we go about when it comes to talking about radionics, but uh it's definitely something that's uh that I think we helped a lot of people here because uh they we always have a q and a where people can call in their questions or write in their questions and we'll read the questions on the air and answer uh answer them for them, and plus we just you know, talk about uh, you know, some of the uh, experiments that we've had in radionics and that kind of thing, and it really helps uh, give people a good insight as to what these uh, machines are capable of doing and you know, different ways of doing it.
0: Well, we're growing short on time, so please tell everybody how they can listen to that podcast and anything else. That you want people to know in terms of how to to learn more about you and your work and upcoming events, etc. The floor is yours.
1: First things first, uh, go to wishingmachineproject.com. That uh, you'll that's where Josh has all of his information uh, located at. It's like basically one stop shopping. Uh, there's plenty of links for um, you know different. Uh, videos, uh, I think we have uh, I, I don't know, do you still have the instructions for the machines uh, posted yeah. on that? Okay, yeah, so you can go look at the, read the instructions on the machines if you have any questions, I think there's a link there where you can contact Josh and he'll forward everything to me and I'm more really than happy to answer any questions for you uh, uh, the uh, podcast that we do is just uh, on uh, Chuck's uh, YouTube channel uh, just look up Charles Casamano and I think it's spelled C-O-S-I-M-A n o charles casimano just uh, type that on uh, youtube and it'll take you right to his site go to the videos and you'll see everything there um matter of fact we even have guests there um you know we've uh, interviewed shelly a couple times and she'll come on the air and uh and talk about uh, what she's doing and we talk about how we've used her uh, potions in conjunction with these machines, um, and I think we even interviewed a mutual friend of ours, uh, Dave Longley. He came on, and uh, we were discussing um, uh, radionics and uh, and uh, uh, his uh, particular uh, you know magic that he practices. And so, I mean, it's just a an interesting little thing there. And uh, what I like about it is we're able to pretty much, you know, like I said, answer questions for people and give people, you know, useful information they really can't get out of a book. And so I think I pretty much – go ahead.
0: Well, if you go to wishingmachineproject.com, there's a little red link that says FAQ, you know, Frequently Asked Questions. And if you just want boom, 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 quick answers to quick questions, click that link, and it will have some of the most common questions, of course, with the answers Uh, and you'll be able to download a PDF of the instructions for the machines. And then there's a a whole section there. I think it's under the contact area where we have video after video after video from different uh, webinars. Some of them are old. Some of them are actually really well done. For example, if you click the one to the workshop right now, Uh, you'll be able to watch the two-and-a-half-hour Wishing Machine workshop movie that was shot in great high-definition quality by my buddy, producer C. Eric Scott. So like you said, uh, Dr. Mulder, it's one-stop shopping. And, you know, uh, one of the great things about uh, doing what we do is that, yes, we are – We're we're trying to educate people and experiment and explore things, but we also just enjoy hanging out. We're just really good friends. And I tell you, man, uh, just knowing that you're going to be here again in in just a few months here for the big event, Finding Your Magic 2 in Las Vegas here in May, that's something to look forward to. And everybody uh, really just enjoys being able to hang out with other like-minded people and learn some new stuff. And I have a feeling that between now and then, you'll even learn some more new stuff that you can surprise our guests with. So, it's going to be a yes. it's going to be a really fun time. But uh, well, hey, you know, congratulations on all of your success, and um, we want everybody to to follow you guys on the on the, especially if you really wanted to focus on radionics. Go check out the podcast there with Dr. Mulder and Charles Cosimano. But uh, I tell you what, there's so much happening soon. It's um, it's 2020 is going to be one hell of an exciting year. So, hey, best of luck to you, my friend. I will see you soon. And thank you so much for being on the program once again for this update.
1: Uh, same here, Josh. It's been a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much.
0: There you have it, folks. Dr. Mulder. Dr. Mulder, the wishing machine master. Okay, he is the master craftsman And uh, God bless his heart, he sits down with his own two hands and makes these machines. I mean, right here in the good old U.S. of A., and uh, each one is really a work of art. So I hope you'll go check them out at wishingmachineproject.com. If you want to come meet him and hang out with the two of us, uh, go to youwillmanifest.com, youwillmanifest.com. This is a very rare event. It may not even happen again, but you'll find the information there. So... That is it for this particular edition of the podcast. If you go to JoshuaPWarren.com, you'll find a link to this podcast called Joshua P. Warren Daily. Always short, always free, commercial free, independent, uncensored. You can subscribe through various means or just follow me on Twitter, at Joshua P. Warren, at Joshua P. Warren, and I will usually tweet when a new one is available. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious, and I will talk to you again soon.